Hello, my name is Erica Shea and you are tuned into Slay where each week you and I turn our attention inward and reflect on ideas intended to help move you into a state of inspiration and empower you to take decisive, proactive action toward achieving your goals and reaching your highest potential. Today, we are delving into one crucial and powerful strategy that can significantly amplify and strengthen your manifesting abilities. If you are someone who is ready to transform your desires into tangible reality, free of self-doubt and full of self-confidence, then this episode is for you. Let's get into it. Each and every one of us possess dreams and aspirations that we long to materialize. However, many of us struggle to bring them to fruition, and it isn't due to lack of desire, but rather a lack of self-assurance. The absence of self-confidence and self-belief severely impedes our success. So how do we address this and give ourselves our best chance of manifesting our visions and desires? The answer lies in clarity. Seems straightforward, right? You might even argue that you possess it when you make a decision. Otherwise, you wouldn't take action, which I can't deny is true. However, I am curious about the strength of clarity in your vision, the quality of your vision. Upon setting out on your path, would you say that you are working with a 2020 being the best, or would you say it was probably closer to a 2080, indicating that there is some moderate impairment, indicating that it could have been clearer before you set out? You may think I'm being silly, but I genuinely urge you to contemplate it for a moment. Think about the most recent significant decision that you had to make. Did you possess a crystal clear understanding of the specific requirements and potential emotional impact that it would have on you? Or were you like, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. I know in my soul that this is what I have to do for my well-being. Everything will work itself out eventually. If you went with the latter, how did it work out for you? Did everything eventually fall into places you had hoped? Did you feel overwhelmed going through that process? Did you start your days with anxiety during that time? Were you able to maintain steady momentum towards your long-term goals? Or did progress just kind of slow or seem stagnant? I only ask because I have been there and I know firsthand what the lack of clarity can do. We can find ourselves in a state of indecision and feeling stuck because it seems like we took the initial step, but now we don't know what comes next. We lack direction and we struggle to make significant progress. We may find ourselves at that time just kind of switching between different options without making any substantial headway. In an attempt to compensate, we may make impulsive follow-up decisions that don't align with our goals or values. And as a result, our motivation starts to wane. The goals and the dreams that we were once determined to manifest begin to feel less attainable and possible. We begin to feel a sense of emptiness and our momentum is lost. If you've experienced this situation before, there is no need for further explanation. It's an unpleasant and disheartening experience, but the good news is it doesn't have to be that way at all. It is absolutely within our control and within our power to create favorable 
desirable outcomes for ourselves that align with what we envision. But we have to set ourselves up for success, which is something that we do before we ever get going. Because how we initiate anything is what sets the tone for what follows. It lays the foundation for everything that comes. We can absolutely move through hard things with greater self-confidence and clarity if we simply take the time to set ourselves up for success in the very beginning. Meaning, before you ever proceed with the decision, you make sure that you have crystal clear clarity of vision. You don't make moves without first pausing to assess your options, find your direction, and equip yourself with a framework for which you can use, almost like a map to guide your path forward. Because the law of cause and effect, it does not discriminate, okay? It is real, and we want to make sure that we are choosing the best possible cause to create the best possible effect. Our manifestations and the desires of our hearts count on it. So, What can we do specifically? What can you do? Well, we've got two possible maps to empower our decisions and support our manifestations that we'll be using in today's strategy. One's a vulnerability map, which outlines the practice of lowering defenses, which is what we covered in episode 34. The other is a protection map, which outlines the practice of limiting exposure, which We covered in episode 35. If you didn't listen to those episodes and feel that you would like more context, definitely go back. These are what will serve as your compass and map because once you've determined the direction, meaning the practice that you're going to adopt, you have your map, which lays out potential steps to follow up to support your movement forward, meaning no more initiating action half blind when hard things come up. You're going in with 2020 vision before you even take your first step. So how does the strategy work? I am going to walk you through it, extend a cut style, and then summarize it at the end. So for now, just follow me. Envision yourself in a situation where you're confronted with a decision. In this scenario, you're presented with a range of options that can be categorized into two groups. One group, which we'll call group A, consists of choices that propel you forward positively, while the other group, group B, comprises choices that hinder your growth and impede your movement forward towards the higher vision that you have for your life. Obviously, we want to select the group that propels us forward, but how are we determining what gets assigned to that group? The criteria is simple. Either the option utterly and completely aligns with our values and supports our dreams, well-being, growth, and priorities, or it doesn't make the cut. So it goes into group B right into the basura. So if you don't already have your values and priorities clearly established to feel confident in this sorting process and the sorting of the groups, I highly suggest you write them down so that you can use them to guide your filtering process. Focusing on just the choices within group A, see each selection as its own unique pathway forward. While we have determined that they're all okay possibilities, we don't know which path is the most optimal for us. And that's what we really want because we want to feel our most confident, assured that whatever we go with leads to the best possible outcome. So with this in mind, we take our filtering process a step further and proceed to figure out what exact requirements are associated with each choice, each individual path. 
one by one, you begin gathering data and taking notes. You want to know four simple things. Will you need to limit exposure to any people, environments, or media? The answer is either yes or no. That's it. Will you have to expose yourself to any new people or environments or media? Yes or no. Will you have to dismantle any current psychological, emotional, or physical boundaries? Yes or no. Fourth and final question, will it require you to adopt any new behaviors or habits? Yes or no. Once you've got your four answers for the individual choice you're focused on, stop to truly reflect on the findings. If you found that you will have to expose yourself or let go of any current boundaries, you can presume that this is a path where it will likely benefit you to lower your defenses. You're going with the vulnerability map here. If on the other hand, you found that the selection will require you to limit your exposure to certain things or adopt any new boundaries, you can presume that this is a path where it will likely benefit you to limit exposure. You're going with the protection map here. Armed with this information, you take your filtering process a step further. You visualize yourself proceeding with that option following the determined map, either vulnerability or protection setting out to execute under its guiding principles established, which again are either lowering defenses or limiting exposure. During this visualization, you're mindful of any and all feelings that come up in your body. When you're done, you're going to answer four additional simple questions. Did you notice feelings of agitation? Yes or no. Did you feel determined? Yes or no. Did you feel uneasy? Yes or no. Did you feel contentment? Yes or no. Try not to overthink it. Ultimately, you either felt okay or you didn't. Now, to make sure that we are all on the same page and following, I'm going to try to help clarify your mental image by providing an example of everything that we've discussed. Say that you were having an issue at work that was really wearing on you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Your work productivity has declined, you've lost drive, and you feel like the life is just being sucked out of you each time you go in. The more you reflect, you've determined that it isn't necessarily the job, the work specifically that's beating you down, but rather it's a particular coworker who's always venting, gossiping, and just constantly complaining about leadership. Because your mental and emotional well-being is a top priority, you use this newfound insight about the coworker to brainstorm possible action steps that you could take to get this situation in check. After writing down all your ideas and filtering through your list, you've got a decent batch of possibilities remaining in group A. Your list of options include one, have a conversation with this person, two, talk to a supervisor, three, avoid this person as much as possible. Starting with option one at the top of your list, you set out to determine your map. The first choice requires a conversation, meaning you're going to have to express your authentic thoughts and feelings. So with that in mind, you can determine that this is a path that's going to likely require a level of vulnerability. But because you know that you want this to be a productive conversation, you realize too that you may have to follow that vulnerability up by establishing a boundary to help curb the amount of venting that you are enduring and 
really transform the situation, which is the whole point of you even saying something. So with that in mind, you determine that this option is ultimately going to require the protection map. With that noted, the clarity of this particular pathway or option has strengthened. You've gone from simply knowing that you'll potentially have a conversation to knowing you'll have a conversation where you express a boundary. In addition, should this selection require follow-up attention, you'll be able to use a protection map to guide your next possible steps, which in this case may include just limiting exposure to this individual altogether, literally. Armed with the level of detail that you've cultivated through this process, you visualize the initial conversation and scene in your mind. I personally think it helps to imagine it's happening actively in the present moment versus imagining it's already happened, but you go with whatever feels most helpful to you. As you visualize, you're being especially sensitive to noticing any feelings that come up. Once done, you answer yes-no questions pertaining to your feelings. With your answers in place, you move on to the final determining step. If you felt contentment or a sense of increased energy playing out that hypothetical scene in your mind without any feelings of doubt, anxiety, tension, or reservation, this is an indicator that the choice is in alignment with your higher self, values, desired outcome, all the things, which is a really valuable insight. What's more valuable that I'd like to highlight is that through the process of collecting the data, you are able to cultivate a solid foundation of confidence for yourself that can support you should you move forward with that pathway. It is highly likely that you have a clear vision for what to do, what to expect, along with potential next steps should you need them, all of which contributes to positive or productive feelings and all of which translate to more fuel, more juice, more vitality to put forward towards making your desires tangible, all right? Now, on the flip side, say you felt anxious or uneasy. This is a sign that either the choice is not in alignment with your core values and goals, making it necessary to rule the option out and move on to the next possible option, or it's an indicator that this particular pathway, this particular choice, provides a massive potential for growth because not all nerves are created equally. Our bodies will produce feelings of fear in an effort to protect us, but we are not our bodies. We have the ability to zoom out and see how potentials can serve us beyond our feelings in the immediate present moment. So in this case, where you've narrowed down your options, determined the choice supports your values, priorities, and goals, but you feel that the choice elicits an undesirable, unnerving response of anxiety or trepidation, try to get to the bottom of it. You have to get real with yourself and, again, zoom out to determine whether you're feeling anxiety or reservation due to the fact that you're not sure whether the option is the most optimal one available to you. And if you're going to have to do something uncomfortable You want to be confident you're getting the most reward for your effort because that could absolutely be it. You're like, you know, this is putting me in an awkward position and I don't even know if it's going to be the best outcome. Those are are good reasons to have those feelings of insecurity and doubt. But maybe it's because the feeling of having to follow through with this choice is something that you don't feel adequately mentally prepared to do. Like you don't know if you have the words or um, just – 
the, the literal know how to go about it. If it's the former, the first one, continue going through all of your options before you get yourself worked up. If none of them feel optimal, sleep on it and maybe even just seek some, some perspective, advice, wisdom, whatever from people that you trust. The answer will absolutely come to you eventually. And when it does, you won't feel doubt at all. Maybe nerves, but you'll still know without question that it's the only choice that is right for you. Now, if it's the latter, the second one, you add that data to your reflection notes. Depending on where you're at in the decision-making process, you can either come back to it or if you're done and you're set on that option, you take the time to research some ideas, examples, inspo, you name it, to guide and empower yourself in moving forward with that choice that you've determined is exactly in your best interest, but that you just don't know how to go about handling particularly, okay? This part is key to nurturing our ability to move towards our desires and goals with both momentum and grace. And I don't know about you, but the thought of moving through chaos with more poise and fluidity is one that I find highly inspiring and attractive, okay? When you are done with assessing your choices in this way, you should have one clear choice that lays out one clear path that is guided by one clear practice that empowers you to take action in clear and decisive ways This is a strategy that can be used for literally any situation where you have to make a decision, any situation where action is required, but you're just unsure or conflicted about how to proceed, and you just know that you want to make the best possible choice. If you can take the time to really assess what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it before you even pull the trigger and take action, your movement forward will be way smoother, steady, and fulfilling. And I don't know about you, but to me, this is something that demonstrates top-tier self-care and self-love because you're not just going through the motions, making moves, and simply hoping for the best. You're looking out for your well-being. You're looking out for your goals, your higher vision, with exceptional attention to nurture your highest good. You're taking cautionary measures and doing your best to anticipate potential obstacles that are within your control, being especially thoughtful, deliberate, and intentional in order to influence outcomes positively in your favor. That is, to me, what it means literally to take inspired action. And let me tell you, the credit that you earn with yourself when you're able to recognize and fully see yourself in such an inspiring way It only deepens your self-confidence, self-respect, and self-love, which just adds more fuel to your tank, increasing your zest for going after what it is you want to create and bring forth in your life. So all that said, how would I summarize it? Grab your pen and paper if you'd like to take notes. Number one, reflect. When faced with a decision or situation that requires attention, Take the time to reflect on your values and priorities. Consider what is most important to you in your life, in your relationships, and to your personal well-being. Assess whether the situation, person, or choice aligns with your values and if it contributes positively to your fulfillment and success. Number two, evaluate. Evaluate which map best supports your desired outcome, assessing the risk and benefits of each to make that determination. 
paying special attention to your emotional responses. You're asking eight questions total here. I'm going to go through all of them. One, will you need to limit exposure to any people, environments, or media? Yes or no. Will I have to expose myself to any new people, environments, or media? Yes or no. Will I have to dismantle any current psychological, emotional, or physical boundaries? Yes or no. Will it require me to adopt any new behaviors or habits? Yes or no. Did I notice feelings of agitation? Yes or no. Did I feel determined? Yes or no. Did I feel contentment? Yes or no. Did I feel uneasy? Yes or no. Armed with the answers to those eight questions, you're weighing the potential risks and benefits associated with a given option, considering the potential positive outcomes, simultaneously evaluating any potential negative consequences. You're paying special attention to your emotions and intuition, noting that if you feel uneasy, anxious, or uncomfortable about a situation or person, it may be a sign that deep down, you know it doesn't serve you or your highest good. But on the flip side, you're aware too that there's a potential for growth here. You've got to just continue to dig deeper. So take your time getting to the bottom of it, but trust your instincts. Determine what you are comfortable with and what you are not willing to compromise. Consult with people who you trust, who can provide objective perspectives and guidance. They may offer insights or experiences that can really help you make an informed decision. Last step, number three embrace. Embrace the practice that most supports your values, goals, desires, and highest good. It's either going to have to do with the vulnerability map or the protection map. Whichever you thoroughly assessed and determined best supports your objective. Take action despite fear or nervousness. Embrace discomfort as a sign of growth. Remind yourself of the reasons why the decision is good for you and trust in your ability to navigate challenges. Acknowledge and validate your feelings. So even though you're taking action despite fear or nerves, possibly maybe you're not, recognize that it's normal to experience those sorts of feelings if they do come up for you when stepping out of your comfort zone. Validate yourself. Try to reframe fear as excitement, reminding yourself that feeling nervous or fearful can indicate that you're embarking on something really meaningful and worthwhile. Challenge negative thoughts by questioning their validity. Remember, pause to zoom out and create some space between you and whatever's eating at you so that you can really just make sure that you're challenging any possible assumptions that may be blinding you or limiting you. Replace negative thoughts with more empowering beliefs or intentions that can help ground you. Uh, You know, that mantra I like, takes what's going to take, lock in. Remind yourself of the potential positive outcomes of your decision. Practice self-compassion, treating yourself with patience, understanding, and self-care as you navigate through the decision-making process. Finally, visualize your success here. When you're embracing your decision Stop to just remind yourself of that mental image. See yourself in your mind confidently moving forward and achieving your goals and going through whatever that specific process is successfully. See if you don't feel an increased sense of confidence and purpose in your day-to-day. See if you don't notice little synchronicities, uh, these meaningful coincidences or unexpected encounters that really just light you up. 
these are your signs from the universe that you're moving in alignment with your purpose and you're moving closer to the manifestation of what it is you're trying to bring forth in your world. Notice when you feel a deep sense of resonance and alignment with your desires. This is something that may be hard to notice at first when you're setting out on a path that really pushes you out of your comfort zone and when you're navigating new feelings, but definitely give it time and be intentional about checking in with yourself and your progress once you set out. A deep sense of congruence is a strong indication that you are on the absolute right track. Know that your ability to cultivate gratitude and experience joy throughout this process, those are very positive indicators that you are on the right track. Remember that when we feel grateful for what we have and when we can experience joy in the present moment, we attract more positive experiences into our lives and we stay aligned with the energy of manifestation. So stay attuned and mindful of all the opportunities that will present themselves, which make you especially aware of your growth, your blessings, your meaningful influence on those around you, and then lean into them. Remember, clarity breeds confidence. Assess your choices. Use the strategy that we discussed today to empower your decisions and support your manifestations. See if you don't find it easier to synchronize your thoughts, actions, and desires. See if you don't begin to hone the skill of consciously shaping your reality. See if you don't start living a more meaningful and deeply fulfilling life. Just see. If you enjoyed this episode and know someone who can benefit from today's message or any of the content we discussed, be sure to share it with them. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Until next time, continue to show up for yourself in a major way.